0: Welcome everybody to Game Think Talk. I'm your host, Matt. I'm joined by
1: Matthew Owen. I am the sector. I control this whole street. Uh, propaganda, propaganda. It's a joke, cause like I'm in the screen up here.
0: Oh, I see, I see. I thought it was How is it
1: down <laughs> on the street, Matt. How's it down on the
0: street? It's a, it's a madhouse down here. But because we're in Japan, I tower over everyone. You can't even see them all below me. They're terrified of me.
1: It's okay. What are we talking about today, Matt? We got so many things. But not enough
0: to be intimidating, so stick around and listen. We're going to be talking about Tomb Raider. That's a movie. This is a game show based on the game. Then we're going to be talking about Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Might be talking a little bit about Wind Waker, Zelda. That's right, bringing it back. That's a good game. And also maybe a little bit of um, Fortnite.
1: Fortnite, baby.
0: Let's do it. All right. So, what did you think about Tomb Raider, the movie, the game? A lot of a lot of uh, movies based <laughs> on games suck, are real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Most are bad. I saw Assassin's Creed. It was barely passable. Bad. Yeah, it wasn't great. So, uh, Tomb,
1: Tomb Raider, yeah, I'll keep it short because. This movie doesn't sell itself as like a triple A blockbuster. You know, kind of does in the trailer, but what it promises is a story of Laura Croft, not the old Angelina Jolie hypersexual Laura Croft, but the same one we see in the 2013 reboot. Just you know? the
0: absolutely stunningly gorgeous Alicia Vikander.
1: Alicia Vikander, who plays a young, inexperienced. She's when this movie starts, she is uh, mourning the loss of her father, not because he's dead, but because he's been missing for seven years. He left and oh, has never no returned. Closure. Yeah, so she left behind that Laura Croft Manor for her own kind of independent life, but she's drawn back in through a series of you know this and that's, and she decides she wants to go find where her father might be, uh, and that leads her to this island in well off the coast of the Japanese main islands, um, and it's to this hidden tomb that holds untold horrors. Uh, the movie is not great, I will say that right now. It's not great, uh, but it is good it's a good time if you turn off your brain a little bit and you don't expect like super excellent writing you know it's not going to blow you away but if you're a fan of tomb raider if you're a fan of action films and even if you have you know no knowledge of tomb raider as a franchise like my girlfriend who went and saw never played any of the tomb raider movies i think her tomb raider movies she's never played in the games i think she's those the movies, movies played us played well um but she enjoyed it just as well Um, The things that I would say are, you know, underwhelming. Sometimes the CGI can look a little bit shoddy here and there. Sometimes it looks great. Uh, But what this game, mm, what this movie does really well (laughs) is represent the game. So even though the movie has kind of its own storyline, you know, it follows its own main thread narrative. Some characters are reused. But what they do very well is they capture these moments from the 2013 reboot very well um so if you played the game in 2013 you'll know there's a scene where she's you know floating down these rapids very quickly very perilously there is a big scene where she's uh, on this rusted out airplane carrier or this airplane that's hanging over a waterfall all of these scenes look and play out exactly how they did in the game so it's great and uh even though they have these big set piece moments people who are bigger fans of the game might recall some of the uh, smaller things they'll show off. Like she'll use a specific weapon or am I muted again?
0: No, I was just going to say when they put in these sort of video gamey scenes for somebody who is not looking and like, Oh, that's from the game. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. But so it's not it doesn't feel awkward. It doesn't feel shoehorned in. Like all of a sudden there's a first person mode or something.
1: No, no, it's nothing like, like the doom movie with the rock. It's generally like they have a script they have a story from a to b mm. and then they organically put these set piece moments from the game in a way that makes sense for the, the 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 movie you know in the beginning of the game she comes across this airplane carrier because she's scouting the area she she finds herself in danger and in the movie she's um without spoiling anything she's she's kind of running from people so it's a different way to approach it uh in their own different stories but it's the same kind of sequence so uh the other things that are more nods they don't really they don't go like oh video gamey thing like the ice pick is in the game mm-hmm. it's also in the movie they don't make a huge deal out of it she doesn't grab it and you know zelda's song oh i got my my notable item you know right. it's just in there you see her swinging from these uh these really big hmm, what do you call them uh, vines I can't think they're, no they're like cranes that you have on the end of ships that move shipping containers and oh, stuff okay. like that yeah She swings on one of those, and it looks just like the animation from the game. So if you're paying attention, you're like, oh, that's cool. So what they did is they made a solid film that has some okay CGI, some good CGI. Great acting from Alicia Vikander, or Alicia Vikander. Just phenomenal. She really puts herself in the role, both physically and emotionally. Like, she definitely puts herself in it. Uh, Good supporting actors. You got Walton Goggins as the villain. Um, You got a few other people, but the cast is generally small. Um, It's more about laura and her her journey into becoming the tomb raider when she starts off the movie she's inexperienced she goes on this quest to find her father turns her into the hardened warrior we know what i'll say is that it just it doesn't feel like a video game movie matt you know you said you watched assassin's creed and when you watch assassin's creed it feels like they're trying to both make a movie that will appeal to mainstream audiences and make a movie for the gamers you know what i mean like it's obvious you can t- tomb raider knows its audience but it also knows that it's at heart a B action movie and it delivers that. You know, so you're not going to walk away blown away. You'll be like, "Oh, that was a good scene. I remember that. That was fun overall good time. You don't have to rush out to the theaters, but if you're a fan of video games and you like seeing video game adaptations and you're sick of them being undersold, underproduced and just generally garbage, it's it's the light that we I said in my in my review for another client that it's not the knockout hit that we've been we need in the video game adaptation industry thing, but it's it's a solid win. This mm-hmm. isn't Tomb Raider's not gonna sell people on the idea of, of of video game movies. You're not gonna see, oh now we gotta make Metal Gear and Bioshock and Halo because Tomb Raider did so well. But it's it is threatening, you know, number two, number three box office spots. It's doing well. Um and it's it's deserved. So I, I don't say it's like an A plus film, you know, maybe like a six out of ten. It's it's not great. It's but it's, but it's good. not
0: terrible. It's just a solid, just a solid action movie.
1: And even the parts that are bad are passable. You know, like oh, some crappy CGI. It's okay. It was only on screen for ten seconds. You know, this character may be a little bit underwhelmed, but they don't or underdeveloped, but they don't waste screen time. Maybe there is a few pacing issues. I could have cut like ten minutes from the movie, but I was thoroughly entertained. I had a good time. It reminded me of the game. I left the theater happy, and I said. It was a good. It was a good way to spend a Thursday night, and if that's what you're looking for out of an action film, you can get it from Tomb Raider, which I went in expecting it to be garbage, and I was I was thoroughly impressed. So, soft recommendation. But if you like the games and you like action movies, you might as well. Unless you're going to see Pacific Rim this week, which I I wouldn't, you know. But well, that's just me.
0: Right now, at the box office, it's not doing terribly. It can't unseat Black Panther. Black Panther. This is Black Panther's second weekend, I think.
1: Black Panther is like the highest selling Marvel film of all time. It's there's nothing that would beat Black Panther right now. But the fact that Tomb Raider is still number two coming close or within, you know, throwing distance is a testament to the decency of the film. You know, it's uh, the, the director roar Earth. I, I'm going to butcher his name, but he's uh, not many people have heard of him. He has a very good vision. There's quite a few shots that look really impressive. Occasionally the movie can get a bit too dark. So as a final parting piece of advice, don't see the movie in 3d um several times you'll go you'll see a movie in 3d they give you sunglasses and then you're like oh the movie's already too dark to see in the first place yeah there's at least two scenes and those scenes have great action in them so you're going to be squinting and you're going to want to see but with 3d glasses on you might as well be looking at a three-dimensional black screen <laughs> like go see it in 2d uh you know go on one of the matinee nights or if you can get a deal or something it's, it's a good time so that's what i'll say i don't want to drag it out but Alicia Vikander, good stuff. She's she's excellent, and it's good too because she won an Academy Award for her performance in *The Danish Girl*, mm. um, and she was also in *Ex Machina*. Two movies that are very artsy, more intellectual. She shows that she can be that badass, uh, you know, female lead in a action film and carry that stuff just as hard as she does the intellectual stuff. So, if anything, this shows off Alicia Vikander's uh, power as an actress more than I, anything. Else.
0: I'm seeing I'm seeing some critiques on the editing
1: did you notice anything with that at all um it's like i said it's a b movie so i wasn't really looking too hard into the cuts um Mm -hmm. they cut quite a bit during uh like hand-to-hand action sequences i had that same issue with black panther so i would say the biggest issues with the editing is the movie starts off and they're they're nowhere near an island it's kind of almost like you're watching laura croft in her day-to-day and that's like the first hour of the movie Mm -hmm. they don't even get until to the island that has the tomb it's like an hour in and then it has a big tonal shift because it goes from this is a story about Laura Croft and her family and all of this big stuff to more of a you know normal actiony kind of thing and in the middle there there's some pacing issues there's some times where the movie slogs down and it picks back up but yeah uh editing wise I guess I would say maybe it's 10 minutes too long but I never had a, I never struggled to follow any of the action you know it, there wasn't any shaky cam really um and if there was I didn't notice it enough to be a problem so I would say through through and throughout once again the the baseline of this movie is it's not great mm-hmm. but it's solid it's good like it's worthwhile so that's that's more than I would I was thinking I would have to say about this movie um and that's good hopefully they they pay more attention to these these uh these games um And when they make the movies, just be careful with the source material. That's the one thing Tomb Raider does well. It integrates the source material while telling its own story, makes a good product for both people.
0: I mean, video game movies have been a very tough proposition since they started trying it with the Super Mario Brothers movie, that ended up being a disaster because, first (laughs) off, that's not a great property to try to turn into a movie. There isn't really a story, and the story that is there is incredibly bizarre. They ended up deviating from the already bizarre story to somehow make it even more bizarre. Um, (laughs) Video games are probably better suited. They're more like novels or a TV series because they need a lot of time. I mean, game stories now, now that narratives have filled up, um, considerably compared to, say, a Super Mario, or even like early RPGs, they're actually games now have even action games have a ton of story, but they need a lot of time to tell their story, and they also rely on a lot of interaction and a lot of action, which could work for I think more of a TV series is something you'd want to see. Like the, the Castlevania series on Netflix was a that was a good, I mean, that was actually that's a bad example because that was a, a feature film, I think, split up into two episodes, yeah. but. Taking something like that and spreading it, I think, would make a lot more sense. Assassin's Creed just felt very cheesy, hammering things in. I mean, Assassin's Creed itself is a bit cheesy, especially when you they, factor they in all the switched, modern what stuff. They
1: would, what, what they did is they went back and forth. You know, they have the the present day storyline, and then whenever they want to do the video gamey thing, they took you to the Spanish. I didn't even see most of the movie. It Was the Spanish uh, Inquisition? B- 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 yeah, Inquisition, and it's like they only go there a few times. I think the biggest issue with adapting a video game to a movie um, is you have to take into account the amount of interactivity within the game. Um, before I even walked into Tomb Raider, uh, there was something I said is that there is one thing that this movie can never do um, That is that anybody who plays the game will immediately be able to tell you about. And that's how brutal Laura's deaths are. Because right when you see laura die in the 2013 tomb raider games there it's violent deaths it's so it adds this level of stakes it adds like you're not gonna fall into a trap and then it's gonna like you're gonna watch her die and you're gonna yeah. feel bad about it and before i walked in i go they will never be able to give you that amount of stakes because they cannot show the actress dying unless they go reverse that didn't happen like There's a certain amount of things that you just cannot put on a movie screen that you can do in games. It's finding games with a good enough story, a good enough world that a smart director and a smart writer can put themselves in. Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, um, these big games with open worlds, I think, would lend themselves better to movies or like you said, TV series. Mm. Um, But a lot of these very interactive games, RPGs and stuff like that that are personal and everyone's gonna have a different experience, very hard to put to to one person's video. Well, like Mass Effect would have made, a, a,
0: again, it would have made a really good TV series because there's a lot of little episodes, little mini episodes. You're not too worried about like in a game like that. Like you say, you don't worry about dying in a Mass Effect game. It's more about the story yeah. options, all about the narrative and showing you something interesting. That would work as a TV series.
1: I, or, you know, the one thing that I'm super surprised that they never did is adapt any of these uh, first person, like Outlast. Outlast would be an excellent game to make into a movie because sure. it is Handycam, it's straight through. I feel like they often take on these big properties and that's why the Halo movie was in production and eventually got canceled I believe for 10 years because mm. they want to get these big properties that will sell out everything, but no one has really done the groundwork with these smaller, you know, easier to manage products. I would say Tomb Raider is easier to manage. It's even the game itself is like 10 hours. It has a straight through line of story. And they, like I said, they borrow things <laughs> from the game the point is is they made a good product by paying attention to the source material and understanding the audience and i feel like tomb raider you can do that with other games might be a little bit harder but at the end of the day we have a good video game movie and that's hey 2018 good job. Okay. at least you gave me a decent movie you you've
0: nicely put a bow on your reasoning like five times and i keep bringing i keep opening the wound and pouring back in but we'll we'll move <laughs> on Let's let's talk about a video game that at times may feel like you're watching a movie. That's right. I'm talking about Yakuza number officially number six, number Song six. of Life. Oh, one second, actually. Let's backtrack a bit. Yeah. I break for Bunnies, who is Sarah, one of our wonderful patrons, and Jeremy is also hey, one of our patrons watching over on uh Twitch. And What's up, guys? Maester is here as well. Meister. And El Azul and Crazy Cause. Uh Break for Bunnies saying... It's so hard to get it right because you either have a vague to no story or you do so much they can't fit into one movie because they have they're try to be can't be sure they'll get more than one it's sort of the because movies are such a risky kinda, proposition like you do don't know
1: effect, you know? Mm.
0: yeah we're yeah exactly like andromeda they brought they set up for some sequels they go Ooh.
1: well and that's okay that's the last thing i will say about tomb raider because i completely forgot about that um uh first off trailers stop using the last line in your movie as the last line in your trailer yeah Um, i'm so sick of spoiler trailers if you haven't seen the trailer don't if you want to see tomb raider but if you have i'm sorry to tell you uh the scene in the end the end after the tomb raider where she goes i'll take two and she's showing her iconic guns that's the end of the movie because that's them saying there's going to be a second and third movie um it's the one thing i was like Wait, what? Say it again?
0: Would you want a sequel for this?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, well, that's the thing. Because this movie follows the first Tomb Raider film or uh, game well enough that I would trust them to do Rise of the Tomb Raider and the eventual Shadow of the Tomb Raider good enough. Uh, I think if they try to make it a franchise with, like, five or six, that's a thing. Without seeing the movie, it's kind of hard to tell you guys, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it follows the same thread as the game. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, like, some big stuff, like, the main story of the game series is kind of the same thing they're going for here, but just slightly altered. But like Sarah said, I mean, yeah, they're going to be trying to get fees into a franchise. Um, luckily, Tomb Raider hit. But that's always the problem is that you see them sacrificing things for, we'll put it in the sequel that will never get made. Um, and that's, that's an issue. But yeah, trailers, really trailers, and specifically the people who do the Tomb Raider marketing. Do not put your final words from the movie as the final... It's You're literally just spoiling the surprise before we get to see the the movie. It makes no sense. I don't get it. Dumb, 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 dumb. All right, let's talk about Yakuza Yakuza.
0: 6. Yakuza 6, Song of Life. So Yakuza finally sort of hit the big time, I think, maybe partly because Yakuza 5 was put out for free on PS Plus, so people that had PS3s were able to... I mean, you have this big, giant RPG. Was, hey, why not check this thing out? You got some time to play it if you're still playing. If you're still rocking PS3 games, you're probably looking for big games to fill your time. Uh, yeah. And then we had the two remakes. Not the remakes. We had the prequel come in, and then we had the, the remake of one. The
1: prequel probably the biggest one, I think, that made the biggest splash. As far as, like, just feeling the audience, mm. I think, like you said, five gave those people the interest, and then zero was the one that was made on that PS4 engine. It was still on PS3, but... It really fleshed it out, and that's, I think, where people jumped on with the prequel. Because, you know, it's also the start of the story. So what was Kiwami on? Kiwami is PS4, and I believe... No, no. Shit. One of them is off the Yakuza
0: 5 engine, I think, right?
1: I think that is zero. Mm -hmm. And I think Kiwami is off of the newest engine. It's confusing, guys. But, you know,
0: that was pretty smart of them to say, um, like, all right, we're trying to build some buzz, so in a way, we're going to work our way back. Here's a prequel if you feel like... If you feel like you've missed the series for 10 years and there's no way you can catch up to it, why not start at the beginning? And if you didn't want to play the prequel, here's the first one so you can jump in on this again. It's kind of like how Persona... Everybody had heard about four, and those who had had, had a Vita bad. and played it, and now five seems to be the one where you can. Everyone's like really taking notice of this thing, or sort of like um, like you saw with Elder Scrolls. Morrowind kind of set the groundwork. Oblivion got people interested on the 360 generation, and then Skyrim was the one Skyrim that everybody was was waiting for. And I feel like Yakuza six people are waiting for. And that's now it.
1: people are going back to Morrowind, and that's it's a good thing too because if yeah. you play Yakuza one, it's decent. But Yakuza 2, 3, those games aren't necessarily great in their original form. So they know people are going to play Zero, which is the beginning of the story of Kiryu, who is our main character. They're going to want to see the continuation of that, but they're not going to want to go back and play it on PS2. So let's make these Kiwamis. And I don't know if we said this live already, but Yakuza Kiwami 2 is coming out in August. Mm -hmm. um, Which means if you want, you can play Yakuza 0, get the prequel, and then you can play 1 and 2 on your PS4. They're 40 bucks a piece. And then from there, I'm sure they'll make a three. But they're doing a good job bringing in a new audience and then giving that new audience remasters so they don't have to go back and find PS2 copies of the original Yakuza's. But, um, yeah, Yakuza 6. I want to keep my thoughts on this generally, like, a little bit short because my review will be quite long for this game. Mm-hmm. Yakuza as a series is known for being very long. Uh, Matt, we were talking about Metal Gear Solid, and you put out an opinion piece on the website, the90sKid.com. Go check out Matt's opinion piece on Metal Gear Solid Four, uh, and you said that you know, the the cutscenes they're they can be very long, but you would rather take that over no story, right?
0: No, I was saying that the the people that were arguing with me about it, they were the one the 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 main passion of people that that commented on it uh, were saying even though they're long and they're bloated. They still really preferred that to five. And I can see that when the people that went into f I but not talk about four or five, but there are people that love those long cutscenes and they would rather yes. have that than nothing.
1: Um it's it's weird because it essentially boils down to a difference between Western storytelling and eastern storytelling. Um, this is a reason I don't really go towards anime uh or really enjoy it that much, because Eastern storytelling, they have a they have a Tendency to re-say the same things multiple times. They don't let the audience really uh kind of figure it out for themselves. They'll just tell you, which is good if you've forgotten things over and over. Um, but if you're in the middle of, you know, uh the fourth out of five cutscenes in a sequence and it's been 25 minutes straight of, you know, Japanese subtitled text and you're reading everything, it can get a little bit tedious. Um, so that's where I wanted to bring up because Matt said that, you know, like these other people. Uh, some people would rather take a bunch of story and really long cutscenes over no story at all, and that's almost the opposite of how I felt as I got further into Yakuza 6. Um, as a preface, Yakuza is a story about the vast criminal underground of Japanese gangs, which are all known as the Yakuza. You follow Kiryu, who is a guy who starts off as just a normal dude, eventually over the series becomes the leader of the entire Japanese mafia, steps down, this guy's been through it. But historically, the Yakuza series have been about these vastly complex stories about the criminal underground that weave through different characters and they talk about these things vaguely, it can be hard to follow. Yakuza 6 is is a game that's more for newcomers than anything else. I think Sega's understood that they've hit the prime time market for both U.S. and mainstream players. You know, this was a game that a lot of Japanese players liked. Uh, It's very baked in Japanese culture. Um, But the U.S. is finally now accepting it and wanting to play it. So they made 6 a welcoming game by not only... um, making some of the more complex mechanics more basic, but by giving you a story that's more personable and easy to follow. Uh, At this point in the story, Kiryu has left the Yakuza. Uh, He went to jail for some years. He's come back. He doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to deal with gangs anymore. He's done. He wants to live out the rest of his years um, as just a civilian. Once again, quickly, he's drawn back into the criminal underground, but it's through this thread of, it's kind of a familial personal story. He's trying to find out who could have been responsible for an act of violence against one of his loved ones. Um, It all has to revolve around this baby who may have greater implications on the whole story. That, That whole story about Kiryu trying to find people and follow kind of this missing persons detective almost kind of case, very easy to follow. You know, you know what's happening it's when yakuza tries to bring on all the world building and starts adding the korean mafia the chinese triad every other person and each of these gangs they have like at least a dozen named characters who will appear time and time again and after a while especially if you're not a japanese citizen it's going to be hard to remember whose name is what what this person is from this place it can get a little bit hard to follow so to that point at times towards the later end of the game i wish they would have just Removed, stepped back, you know, trimmed off some of these fat. Not just because the cutscenes get to be, you know, thirty minutes long. Wow. Uh, not one cutscene, but what you'll have is you'll have a cinematic cutscene, right? And then you'll have a long dialogue section, which is basically at this so point non, non-interactive
0: moments. For but you can progress
1: minutes. the the dialogue, and mm-hmm. then that will eventually lead into a cutscene that you cannot skip because it's story intensive. So you'll get like four or five cutscenes back to back. And more often than not, it's just about this, this criminal underground, the, the dealings of the Yakuza, and there's this, these vast conspiracies that are so big and so complex that you're like, I just want to focus on the main character and him trying to find his, his daughter. Like, all this stuff is more, more interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where the story kind of falls flat. But where they make up for that in Yakuza 6 is kind of the same way they've made up for it in all the other Yakuza games. The actual places that you explore, there's two villages. Well, one city and one village you'll explore. You have Kamurocho, which is the same place that almost every Yakuza game takes place. It's a red light district, a fictional red light district inside Tokyo. The other portion of the game takes place in a small village in Hiroshima called Anamichi. um, And that's kind of like this quiet seaside town. When you're in Kamurocho in the Tokyo red light district, there is shit tons of (laughs) activities, restaurants... Everything you can do. And in Yakuza 6, you can go into first person mode and um, you enter the restaurants. You know, before you would go, Oh, I want to eat here at this restaurant. You press X, a loading screen, they give you a menu. You eat your stuff, whatever, you leave. In this game, you actually physically walk into the ramen shop. You sit down at the thing, order your food. You want to go play Sega games. You walk into Club Sega. You walk up to the Virtual Fighter 5 machine and you're playing Virtual Fighter 5 uh you want to go sing some karaoke go to the karaoke bar you want to go talk to some female hostess at a hostess club you can do that play mahjong do batting cages bowling darts every single activity in this game has it feels almost fleshed out enough where it could be its own game some of the content is reused from old yakuza games but it was just it was crazy interesting to me that i could walk into club sega sit down and play five rounds of poyo poyo tetris and back out and the game gave me experience for it Mm -hmm. that's the through line of yakuza yakuza always feels you're like you're progressing because every time you do something you're going to get experience whether it's checking out one of the over 80 interesting side stories any of these mini games I mentioned they're all tied to some sort of challenge list so even if you just take a breather and play 20 minutes of outrun the old arcade game you know like the driving game you'll end up being able to upgrade your guy from it they don't treat the game like hey main quest equals progression it's just go have fun there's a selfie mode you can take pictures people will pose on the street the the feeling of kamurocho and the tokyo wildlife wildlife, nightlife it just feels like a place you're visiting um it's very transportative in that way uh i found myself you know going into first person just walking through the streets, these big neon signs, really taking in the culture. Um, And like I said, everything's in Japanese. There's subtitles and stuff like that, but you really feel like you're visiting a thriving city in Tokyo and you can do all the things you would expect to. So it's really fun to go there. Think of GTA five, but smaller. And if you could go into almost every store, that's kind of how it feels, but with a very Japanese touch. Um, To that point also, the game can be oddly sexual at times um, because in the Japanese culture, they don't care about sexuality as much or they don't hide it as much as we do in Western countries. So like there's a mini game where you, Matt, you play GTA five, right? Yes. You know how there's like fake websites you can go on. You can do stock trading and stuff. Okay. In this game, you can go on the fake internet, but only for one reason. to talk to cam girls and it's the weirdest mini game because you get a fake website in front of you a live action girl stripping while you try to do these button combinations to type to them in chat saying things like my love for you is growing it's it's really uncomfortable at times and so there is things like that where i'm like "Ooh, maybe I should have not included that because it kind of plays into this 2007 male fantasy sort of thing but besides that there's a lot of good stuff to love about this game. The flip side of it is that if you're a franchise veteran, if you played Yakuza 1, 2, 3, and you've been on this ride the entire way, Yakuza 6 is the end of Kiryu's story. And for that to be the the last game, you'd expect it to be the most full of features. And unfortunately, since they wanted to make it easier for newcomers, the combat system has been drastically reduced to be more simplistic. The uh, skill tree and your upgrades they don't give you as many options. It's easier to follow, but at the price of the complexity that many people enjoy Yakuza Combat for. Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. It's, it's a game that I have a hard time recommending whole, wholeheartedly to everybody because some people don't like 30-minute cutscenes entirely in Japanese. They have to read sub. Some people don't like subtitles at all. If you mm-hmm. don't like subtitles, don't get this game. It's 80-plus hours of subtitled content. You wow. know, some people some people really enjoy beat-em-ups, and I would recommend it to them because it's like the last great 3D beat-em-up. Um, it, it really depends, but what this game does well is it tells a interesting story that's sometimes flooded by too much complexity. Uh, it's brutally violent, but almost, like, joyfully so. Hyper-violence is what I'd say. Not bloody, but, you know, just brutal, and, and it feels really good to fight, but the mechanics of the fighting are a little bit dumbed down. But the entire city that you go around in, there's tons of sub stories, side missions. You have a phone where you can have these little apps on it. It just feels like a fully realized world. And Mm -hmm. it's something very easily that you can ignore a main quest and go walk around the city and try all the activities. And like I said, you're always progressing. For Christ's sake, there is a challenge for eating every single different item you can eat at every restaurant. So every time I would go to, I'm, I'm hungry. And uh, in this game, after a while, you you become hungry and then you can eat and it gives you experience or you can ignore it and not do it at all if you don't want. But every time I was like, oh, I'm hungry, it's free experience. I would look on my map and look at the different places I had been. And if I had eaten everything there, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go try this sushi place. It really feels like, you know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like you're playing a game to get the points. It feels like you're just having fun and the game understands that and is rewarding you for doing it. So it does a great job there. Uh so it I sounds it like short
0: but like holy shit it never can be it sounds so it sounds like if you are a fan of the series this is a no-brainer this is a very solid ending to the franchise for people that have never played the yakuza or have played yakuza kiwami or say just yakuza zero is it does it make sense to jump in here in the final chapter of a That's seven of a seven, so six chapter game
1: because they make well, a seven, good no. point they make a very, very big point of you don't have to play any other any other Yakuza games to understand this one. But please, uh, buy on them. the main on the main menu, it has this memory section where you can get through six to ten um, text and images. What happened in every Yakuza game to this point? They'll walk you through everything that happened in Yakuza 1, everything important that happened in Yakuza 2, 3, 4, 5. Right. And it's so not just the point.
0: ridiculous games.
1: No, yeah, no. It's it's the main story thread, mm. and it's. But who wants to jump into a game series at the very end, especially when they're you know reworking these newer ones, Three remasters. If you're interested in the series, I would say play Yakuza Kiwami, um, because that is the most fleshed out. It's a tight package. The problem with with playing Zero as your first game is that it's far too expansive. There is way more stuff in Yakuza Zero than there is in Yakuza Six, and that's mm. what's weird to me. Is I feel like yakuza 6 should have everything but they wanted newcomers to be able to play the game it's the first game that's only on ps4 um they wanted these newcomers to play it and so you have the concessions you have to make to make it easier uh for newcomers because yakuza can be a complex game but yeah it's i would say start with yakuza kiwami because that gives you a baseline that's the first quote-unquote game and if you like that you'll like the rest of the series um it's just interesting. Yakuza six. Yakuza in general was a game series I always ignored. Never thought it was for me. I sat down and played it, and uh, you know it took me a while to get through the idea of reading subtitles for you know 30 minutes at a time. But there is a lot of good gameplay to be had. I would say it sits, it sits. Matt always likes to give me shit for giving games an eight, but I would say it sits underneath Yakuza Zero, only slightly, probably at about an eight, an eight point five. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many times in this game I wanted to give it like a nine, a nine point five, because there's just there's just mm. excellent stuff. If Yakuza does anything good, it's it's being wacky and silly. And that's what a lot of these side stories do. Uh, there's like, there's one where you're, you're going to find, you're on the main mission and it's something super serious and you'll find a mascot head in the middle of the, of the street. And that starts a side story where some guy approaches you and goes, Hey, I lost my guy who was supposed to be in the mascot suit. Will you do it? And you're like, sure. And then before you know it, you're fighting 20 Yakuza dressed up as this like super Japanese cutesy mascot and then you're on a talk show 5 minutes late it just goes to some crazy places but it's all just silly and that's the kind of stuff i like so it, your mileage may vary watch some gameplay because yakuza 0 or yakuza 6 has been out in japan for quite some time so mm-hmm. if you're a little bit more curious about like the cam girl thing or or how how the challenges work and everything you can find all of that online i'm sure it'll entirely be in japanese but all that will be online my full review will be forthcoming because like i said This game for main story, if you're just trying to plug through the main story, at least 40 hours. If you're trying to play and see everything, at least, you know, touch everything and see what the game has to offer, you're looking at 50, 60, 70 hours. Completionists well over 100. So... For 60 bucks, there's a bang for your buck. It just depends on if it's that, if it's your kind of bang. You know what I'm saying?
0: I was I was thinking, oh, it'd be a good game to buy a kid because there's so much for to do. And then I thought about all the cam girls. And thought, oh.
1: That's what I'm saying, is it's like, yeah. It's, and there's it's, no it's, way
0: to turn that stuff, like no. to have a safe mode of that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, nope. and, and that's what I feel like is that if the story was just Kiryu's story with the baby and his kind of, not his daughter, but the girl he looked after his whole life, it would be something that I could recommend to, you know. I guess younger teens to, th- but I think that this game gets so complex and so overtly, maybe unnecessarily complex in its grand tellings that a lot of people will start skipping the cutscenes or it'll go over most people's heads anyways. Oh, wow. I even have trouble following it, and I've been pl- I've played you know like four Yakuza games, so it's uh. It's a weird experience. Yakuza is a unique experience that does so many things well that no other game does. And it's a beat em up, for Christ's sake. It's a free free roam beat em up. I always like,
0: think of it as the, the extension of Shenmue, which was a beat up yes. 3D RPG action adventure with an epic story that had plenty of room for lots of silly sort of spin off things, playing Sega games in the arcade, all it, that kind of yeah. stuff. All right. <laughs> well, look for his review on <coughs> our website, A 90s Kid dot com well the game comes
1: out april 24th by the way or wait. april third week of april is when you can get it in the u.s um, and that's just on the ps4 to... right yes ps4 only uh sorry ps3 users
0: but right. i guess it's, uh do you know if kwami zero were on the ps3 i mean i know yakuza 5 was, uh, was a was i PS3 think one.
1: i think kiwami is ps4 only yakuza zero i believe is what was on ps3 as oh, okay. well yeah, because that's the thing too is that Yakuza 6 looks great. There's so mm-hmm. many times where the game looks amazing. And they do occasionally cut back to flashbacks that happen in older games. Oh, yeah. And you can tell it's you can even tell PS3 versus PS4, like what was done on the PS3 engine. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that a few of those flashbacks are almost Yakuza Zero flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I think Kiwami 1 and then Kiwami 2 and yakuza 6 are ps4 exclusive they were doing that
0: in uh in metal gear solid 4 we've been playing that on the channel and it's (laughs) it looks great i mean this is one of the first games to really take advantage of the ps3 and i think that's why it wowed a lot of people why a lot of people have strong memories with it just because how impressive it was but when they show like computer images and information they'll show like liquid from metal gear Solid one it'll actually be his like blocky Pot, like yes. four point
1: face yeah and you're like okay i see you. yeah, yeah. uh yeah it has some of the same stuff but not not ps2 level bad at least um the game is highly cinematic too that's the one thing i forgot to mention when you do these boss fights mm-hmm. more often than not it'll kind of pull out and give you these really cool images that you would expect to see from something like the raid or uh, uh an Angbach film you know very very cool looking stuff yeah. uh, they don't really make it a quick time event you might press like one button to dodge something but you'll just be fighting normally and the health bars and everything will stay there, but they do these really cool camera movements and stuff and I have to give it to them for how cinematic and how uh, engaging the fights can get. Um, it just, it feels very visceral, feels very brutal without being needlessly gory or, or bloody in the ways that other uh, fighting games can be. So yeah, it's a solid game for sure. I think it's a decent entry to newcomers, but I tell, I'll still tell everyone to play Yakuza Kiwami 1 before this one. Um, but if you're interested, look up some videos. It's it's definitely an interesting game. Okay, well,
0: uh, we'll just round up the last bit of the show with some of the things that uh, I've been playing. Yeah, I didn't
1: have much to talk about Fortnite. If you tell me about your Zelda, tell me tell me about that.
0: First episode of Wind Waker happened yes. today. It was a uh, a nice little trip back. I tried to hop into Wind Waker about a year ago. I grabbed the. Um, uh, the Wii U HD version, it's a GameCube yeah. game originally, and uh, kind of bounced off it, I found it... It's got a long tutorial, and we started seeing a trend after the great Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask kind of pushed you into the game pretty quickly. I mean, Ocarina of Time has you solving a dungeon, basically, the first thing you do, you're stuck in... The dungeon that. is
1: the tutorial, even.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic, and it just shows you everything you need to know in the game, and actually has you come up with some pretty interesting solutions uh very quickly. Whereas and you know Majora's Mask has a little bit longer of an intro just because it's sadder. Uh but
1: You gotta build it up to understand the whole time mechanic and stuff there.
0: Yeah, and to and to sort of set up why this is happening and to and just to I think because they're using the same engine and the same assets in Majora's Mask, I think you wanted to take some time to say this is a different vibe, this is a different yes, feel. Here's different a defeated game. hero. But with Uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, this started a trend of much longer intros where I breaker? hate
1: Skyward Sword's at the beginning so much. Oh, it's
0: it's like about a half an hour before anything happens of you actually doing gameplay. And I think that they don't... I understand. don't even
1: like Skyward Sword that much, to be honest. It's not that good of a game. Yeah. Um, I mean, people would burn me at the stake for that, but like it's not oh, that good of a game. You know what
0: happens? A Zelda game comes out, everyone gives it 10 out of 10, and then later on they go, well, maybe some problems <laughs> with it. And then a little bit later, the real, the real idea of it comes out. And that's kind of why people... I like to go back and play these
1: journalists were saying i remember when uh skyward sword came out with its shoddy motion controls that barely worked people were saying is skyward sword better than ocarina of time and that was like a legitimate argument and it's like no no <laughs> and like you said they, everyone gets so hot on these zeldas and i was admittedly hot on wind waker but like you said wind waker has like a super long beginning and it's but it's cutesy it's, i think that's yeah. why i'm okay with wind waker is because it's very different you know
0: it is and it's funny because wind waker was the one that Um, And we had a lot of people in our chat saying they stayed away from it or, uh, you know, there was the whole outrage of like, how dare they make it cartoony? And this is when this is in the PS2 era and Grand Theft Auto 3 was big and everybody was going away from anything cartoony. It was like, all right, cartoon games are over. It's all about being mature. Where's the gritty link who sneaks up behind people and stealth kills them?
1: Before they did Wind Waker, they showed off that GameCube um, a tech demo reel at an E3 that showed Link, a very realistic-looking Link, right. entering you know, and fighting like a Ganondorf or something like that. And it was a teaser. And then they showed Wind Waker, and it was cel-shaded. And people were like, well, what did you show us two years that ago? That was
0: probably the mistake, which was setting That's an expectation mistake. for something, getting people really hyped up. Because the GameCube was actually very powerful. The GameCube, in many ways, was more powerful was. than the PS2. Which is Mm -hmm. funny because it was smaller and it had that little lunchbox handle, and it kind of put it. And it was purple a lot of the time, and it put off this vibe as being a uh, more of a children's game machine. But I mean, it was a really powerful piece of machinery that ran, you know, Resident Evil 4 really well. Yes, bro. Yeah, and it actually had uh, 3D capabilities they had baked in, but they just never really got around to using. Nintendo just put them in there just in case that technology was going to start appearing in TVs. But you know, Wind Waker has like a somewhat drawn-out tutorial but you still have control of Link a lot of the time and you're still doing yes. a lot of actions. All the fun stuff you did in Ocarina of Time, hopping from sort of pedestal to pedestal, collecting pigs and all that stuff. That's here. One of the things that struck me, I mean, first off, the the art style that drew some that pushed so many people away. I really like it. Oh my really god, like it, it holds up so well and I've, ne- I've never seen link so expressive when you have a little yes. face his little balloon cartoon face with his big eyes and his eyebrows and his mouth it doesn't take much like we know that's a human we know every expression he's feeling and there's no uncanny valley i've link is him.
1: arguably one of my favorite versions
0: of link across the board he makes me laugh so much and this game has such a great sense of humor when you're You've just, you've done your tutorials, you've met everybody on the island, you've developed this, like, emotional connection with grandma, it's sad, it's happy, your sister's gone and abducted, you're going away, he's doing this, like, like, this emotional goodbye, and then all of a sudden, the mean pirate captain's like, how long is this gonna go on for, this emotional goodbye? And it's such a great, like, record scratch, and I didn't realize they were gonna have so much great humor in this game, it's been,
1: it's... You know there's i think they really opened themselves up when they when they decided we're gonna go for the style they knew they were gonna lose some people and they yeah. said why not why not just be expressive why not be silly it's, zelda's always been so grimy and gritty and about the adventure and we didn't get that almost zelda one feeling of adventure until wind waker you know that's <laughs> i like to argue ocarina really about the adventure but it's still realistic it's still dark at points you have some Mm -hmm. humor but wind waker feels like a it feels like a dream you have it feels like a very fun and exciting and just enjoyable world everyone's happy even i i Mm -hmm. I, I don't the only thing about wind waker that i remember not liking because i have never beaten wind waker um i've gotten to the very very end and then stopped uh the temples and the challenge rooms or whatever you want to call them are the dungeons not as good as something like majora but the places you'll inhabit You know, the the uh, I forget what the island is called where you get the camera. I might be I don't know, misremembering. There's a nice island, kind of like a Kakariko village. Super fun, super personable. It feels like this game has a lot of life. And Mm -hmm. that's what I like about it.
0: Yeah, I can see a lot of elements in this that seem to have made their way into Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild went back to some of that cel-shaded style. Some of the enemies are a lot similar. That sort of feeling of just kind of heading out into the open area and exploring things as they come up to you. I really enjoy. It kind of reminds me more of the very first Zelda, where it was just go in any direction, and it might be more difficult if you go this way. Not saying they necessarily have that, but there's like a nice sense of wonder. And it's not. I'd say for them, like I, I had enough of a good time that I breezed through like six hours today, and and it was, yeah. it was no problem. But um, there are, there are. You know, sometimes playing a game and you think I like this. But I kind of wish I was playing Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild took that idea and went so far with it. And I played Breath of the Wild completely the first month that it had come out. still remember that day. Was it like March 3rd it came out? Oh my God, what a game. Yeah, what yeah a day! was right with launch. But um, I haven't gone back since and I think I'm finally getting ready to and Wind Waker is kind of getting me to scratch that itch for it. So I'm excited to play through this one. I've never played Twilight Princess all the way through Skyward Sword.
1: So I'd like to try Twilight Princess as well. I... I have oh Matt maybe we should just beat Zelda games together because even though I'm tattooed my I am permanently marked with Zelda imagery I have only ever beaten the first one Mm -hmm. um Ocarina Skyward Breath of the Wild I've never beaten Link to the Past 2 uh Wind Waker Twilight Princess
0: Link to the Past
1: Link to the Past I've never beaten Link to the Past I've played a lot of it but I've never beaten it Link Um,
0: Link's Awakening
1: Oh, I, I have Link's Awakening, but I've never beaten that one either. I'm a, I'm a fraud, generally speaking. I, I like Zelda a lot. Ocarina is my gang, but like, well, you'll we never should-
0: you'll never play enough Zelda that's going to match the amount of hours that tattoo's going to be on your body. So you'll never be able to match up to exactly. That
1: anyway. Skyward Sword, though, is just the Skyward Sword has a problem of like, hey, we're going to give you this place and this place and then this place, mm-hmm. and instead of going to a new place, you're going to go to all three of those places again and again and again. Gross. It's, it's, it's not it's i don't like the setup of it it's got some fun characters it's got some lovable parts some excellent both uh weapons item pickups and some great dungeons but mm-hmm. altogether it feels like a, it's the the parts are better than the sum of its parts you know
0: oh interesting so they just instead of they didn't pull all that it doesn't come together as a cohesive whole you know it's as breath of the wild is is easily my favorite zelda game and one of my favorite games in a long long time it's got a really magical spot for me but playing the dungeons in wind waker those two hour you're gonna sit down and you're gonna finish this out and you're gonna die a bunch of times and go back and there's gonna be things that don't make sense to you and and the way that as you finish this this part it loops you back and the nice design i that's so missing from Breath of the Wild. I didn't miss it because I, I, don't like lo- I don't like long dungeons, but I can see why some people that really like digging into those long dungeons, they would have been severely let down by the Divine Beasts. I liked I, the, 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 the new puzzle format and the shrines, but I can see where people are coming from.
1: I almost, to that point of, of fully realizing a game, I think that's the where it stumbles is Breath of the Wild... I either wanted their dungeons to be not moving beasts, but fully, you know, yeah. like cool, in-depth things, or just get rid of them all together. I, have, I didn't really have an issue with the, you know, breaking up the shrines. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I just felt some of them were a little bit uh, lackluster, but I feel like that game would have been a little bit easier for me to, to let myself let loose in if there wasn't dungeons, you know? that there is big set piece moments, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know, maybe it's just, go one way or the other. You know, I like Wind Wakers go through the seas and all that stuff, and you eventually arise at the dungeons, but I think, like you said, Breath of the Wild really excels when you're just having a good time, experimenting. And for me, as a long time Zelda player, it almost felt like I have to go do these temples. Like, that's where I need to be going. and I wish it was almost organically that you, you found that. You don't have don't to, know. man.
0: You can just go right to the castle. Don't do anything. I of
1: know them. it's so bad. Oh, uh, let's talk about Fortnite for 10 seconds. Ready?
0: Even quicker. Could you give me a real quick ranking of the Zelda games you've played? What's your ranking of them? And if you, and if you want to think about it, I can give mine.
1: Uh, do you have yours first?
0: I would say breath of the wild. Yeah. And then Ocarina of time. Wait, that I've played or beaten? uh that you've played enough that you could rank i mean you know if you've gotten
1: ocarina um link between worlds one link to the past majora would probably be actually like one spot up there so i lied skyward is definitely towards the bottom Twilight Princess is like second or third bottom. Breath of the Wild is definitely in the middle. So I think what's
0: like, what's better than Skyward Sword or sorry, what's worse than Skyward Sword
1: on your list? I think Skyward Sword is the worst Zelda game in my opinion. Yeah. Unless you want to get into like the Link's Awakening, but that's just worse because it's like black and white and it's a weird kind of thing, you know? Like I I think skyward sword has a lot of cool things but the just the nostalgia i have for games like majora's mask um the ocarina link to the past like link between worlds which is the 3ds one is great it's fantastic Mm -hmm. i it's it's the it's like the first 2d zelda that i really was 100 percent into like the first zelda for nes i went back and played out of necessity i was like i need to i need to beat this game yeah. I cannot not call myself a Zelda fan unless I beat this game. Kind of the same thing I did with 2, which I played quite a bit of. Um, but Link Between Worlds was the first one I was like, oh, this is this is great. This right. is fantastic. So it has to rank up there high for me. But I feel like a lot of Zelda games, they kind of come into their own towards the end. Uh, or at least that's where they hide some of their best content. I know with Ocarina of Time, I really like the Ganon trials. And that's like the last thing you do. Um, I just think Twilight Princess was too dark and gritty and too open. I think Skyward Sword, it... The motion controls and like i said they don't have enough variety of dungeons it's just the same three areas kind of over and over in different ways um and then everything from there is just preference you know like i mm-hmm. i prefer yeah, ocarina sort of over mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 uh i went back top three would be ocarina link between worlds and breath yeah probably zelda one
0: breath of wild not in your top three
1: it would be it would be like number five like I would put wow. it I would put probably I'd probably put Majora above it
0: mm-hmm. because a cool, a cool one Majora to Majora
1: and Breath of the Wild those two are kind of like the most unique out of everything you know yeah I would say I like Majora because I'm also I like the time travel crap you know like I played Dead Rising and I liked the time manipulation and that mm-hmm. and all that stuff so like that for me is is good for somebody else it'd be under trash you know so um Great music, Zelda is great music series. in Dungeons and Majoras. That's another thing too, because as soon as I start thinking about like the graphics and, and the the atmosphere, every Zelda does something amazing. It doesn't matter if it's Zelda two, Zelda two did difficulty, and a difficulty slope. Yeah, fantastic. That game feels like Dark Souls. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So every every Zelda game, and, no, and not just because and- it's
0: hard, but because you 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 get to this point where you're so terrified of losing your progress that you kind of end up creeping through like, oh my god, what's going to come at me? And then something comes running at you like a jumping fox, and you go like, I have to learn how to fight you really quick or I'm going to die and get sent back.
1: It's no longer smash A, shoot at them. It's yeah. like you're going to duck. You're taking precise shots. So I think that's why people They call They too.
0: somehow figured out how to make a knight's duel seem... Like, they do these one-on-one sword fighting duels, yet it's two-dimensional It's and, like, yeah. easy AI, but they... It's because the challenge is so high. And then if you die, you only get those three chances and then it's back to the beginning, but you keep your experience, which is like the only Zelda game with experience and leveling it's up like other weird, than Breath of the Wild. It's
1: very Black. RPG-ish. It's it's weird. But yeah, yeah let me let me, let me me Fortnite for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And then we gotta go, because I got Sea of Thieves. There's so many things we gotta do tonight. Okay. Fortnite is better than P- Player PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. Bar none, it's better. Everyone should play it. It's a good time. That's all I wanted to say because I was the guy for two weeks or well, I played the original Fortnite, which was the PVE that you had to pay for. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, this is done. No, I'm done. Epic, you screwed me. It's not even that good, whatever. And then, so when battle Royale came out, I was, no, I don't want to deal with you Epic. I don't want to deal with your Fortnite garbage. I finally played it. I played on PC servers. Uh, I played on PS4, but my friend was on PC servers. I had a blast. You know, I, it's, it's, for me, it's a game that's more fun to play with friends, for sure. But I did play a few solo matches, and I completely understand why people like it so much. So if you haven't tried Fortnite because you're thinking maybe people are just like hyped up, definitely give it a go. And it's not a game that you really need to be super, super skilled at. It's it's Looney Tunes PUBG. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. And that's just me publicly saying, you-, you deserve having the most popular game of all time right now. Or not of all time, but, you know.
0: Those games need to get rid of third-person mode. Shouldn't be. Oh, do should, a first-person? Well, PUBG, that's the thing. Person. PUBG
1: has third-person servers and first-person servers, yeah. and then now they've made it. But the thing with PUBG is it's like Call of Duty, where you take two or three shots and you're dead, and also the graphics are realistic, so it's hard to see people. Fortnite is the direct opposite, where if somebody shoots you in the back of the head with a shotgun, unless they one-shot kill you, you can turn around and you still have a fighting chance. And you can see people, they're identifiable, it's just... It's the Halo to the Call of Duty. And I'm a Halo guy through and through. So, yeah. Fortnite. Give it a go. It's worth it.
0: All it's right. free, too. There you go. Mace said he's been playing it recently with a friend. It it's is good. fun. That's it for now. We are going to be back on this channel tomorrow with Final hey, Fantasy playing, 15, man? 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. After that, it's going to be Metal Gear Solid 4. After that, it's going to be Zelda. Zelda. South Wind Park. Waker, man, I couldn't figure out the social media quest—the very first quest they give you, try to get friends on the social media. I couldn't get it to work; it like glitched out on me. I talked you to you talk to everybody.
1: you have to go talk to one of the guys that are like further down. You I mean, look at the map. I did. Oh. I went to every
0: single screen. It's glitched. Talk to everybody. It's glitched out. Oh, also an announcement: this podcast is now available on iTunes, SoundCloud, RS feed, wherever you man, get your
1: broken door there. Ghost yeah,
0: door. wherever you get your uh, podcast, that's where you can find the Game Thing Talk podcasts so check it
1: out guys next week we're gonna be doing Sea of Thieves I got a game called The Council which is like some telltale adventure not telltale but I think it's a remake we we can maybe talk about that sounds uh, Uh, my
0: guess is that you have to make difficult
1: decisions and 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 decide who dies I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it it is but Sea of Thieves for sure that's that new rare uh Microsoft game you Pirates and stuff so many things Hmm. we're here week after week and matt's here uh, day after day playing all these good games hit that subscribe button
0: <laughs> if you want to otherwise i don't want to tell you dad. what to do do what, what you want all right we're yeah. out of here goodbye for now this. thanks for stopping Bye. by thanks
1: patrons thanks everybody
0: thanks Ruru, too, for the uh it's, uh it's like a beautiful pony goodbye
1: thank you